Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. Broadcasting from the small business capital of America, this is WIIFM Milwaukee, an idea coach. You're on the small business journey, and sometimes you need a dose of creativity and a helping hand, and that's why we're here. Welcome to the Pat Miller Show, where we build big ideas live without a net, so you can turn your small business dreams into reality. You share what you're building, and we will rally to help make it bigger, better, faster, more. And it's not just what will be. We also want to hear your wins. So we're all reminded that small business success is here for every single entrepreneur that gets clear, works hard, and doesn't quit. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. If you want to be a part of the show, a couple ways you can do it. First of all, like and subscribe. Rate us. Tell people about the Pat Miller Show. We're trying to help as many entrepreneurs as possible. And if you love PMS like I love PMS, we're going to tell people about it. The other part is reserve your spot on the show. We want to hear your challenges and opportunities. And we also want to hear what you're building so we can make it bigger. We also want to hear your celebrations. All of that is possible at patmillershow.com to reserve your slot. Speaking of celebrations, today's show is full of them. We have three entrepreneurs standing by, and they all have celebrations. Now, why do we do celebrations? The first reason why we do celebrations is because if we don't stop and celebrate our wins, there's something that goes on in the entrepreneur's mind where we forget that they even happened. Like, seriously, Stop right now and think about the last great thing that happened to you in your business. Did it leap to mind? Come on, think about it. Oh, yeah, you did make that sale. Or, oh, yeah, the client did say yes. Or, oh, yeah, you won that award. Or whatever the thing is, when you stop and think about it, it rushes back to you. But if you don't stop and think about it, it's as if it never happened. And all you have on your mind is the stuff that's not done or the things you didn't get or the client that you are chasing. And when all of those problems weigh on you, I think we get stuck in this circle of negativity and we start thinking about how things aren't going right rather than remembering, hey, I'm still here. Whoa, I'm doing the thing that I love to do. I'm making an impact in the world. I'm not showing up at corporate anymore. I'm not building somebody else's dream. I'm building my thing. And I'm making an impact on my terms for my family and my future. Now, that might seem like high-minded or woo-woo thinking, but really think about that. When you think back, to that last celebration item that just popped into your mind. I bet you hadn't thought about it since it happened. And I bet you really didn't stop to appreciate it. What went in 
to making that thing happen? How did it feel when they said yes? And how quickly did it go away? There's something about being an entrepreneur that helps us accomplish anything we set our mind to. But at the same time, we forget those accomplishments at light speed. This show is not just about achieving goals. It's about celebrating goals that are achieved. And on today's show, we've got three entrepreneurs. They're going to share good things that happened to them. And then I'm going to grill them for as much information as I can get. We'll hear what they did, but I'll find out how we can do it too. So with that in mind, get ready for a couple of good vibe conversations. And we'll start with Kendria Johnson. Kendria Thank you so much for coming on the show. Everyone needs to know about you. Tell us who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into your small business celebration. I'm doing great, Pat. Thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, I am calling you today from the great country of UAE, and I am in the middle of Abu Dhabi, which is the capital city here. So if you know Dubai, Abu Dhabi is like its little sister. <laughs> I know Dubai. I, I know Dubai because of the World yes. Cup, right? So, like, I'm yes. tracking yes. that area of the world. Uh, and I want to know what do you do? So, uh, what do you do there? Cool. I am a teacher by day. I teach grade, fifth grade math and science. And then my um, uh, passion these days is helping teachers get through burnout. Uh, to help, I coach teachers get through those rough parts and rough patches of their career where they have what I like to call career fatigue when they don't know if they can make it another year, when they're exhausted, because we all know teachers work hard. We know we don't, you know, the, the pay and the, the, the hours and the, the effort that we put in. Some of our teachers are just, they're, they're exhausted. They're tired. They don't, they want to give everything that they have, but they just don't have it in them. And I help them. I give them techniques. We do workshops with them. I do, um, uh, one-to-one -one coaching with them. I do group sessions with them to help them know that they're not alone. And even though I'm way over here in the other part of the world, I feel what's going on all over the world with, with, with educators and the plight of education in the world we live in. And Pat, some of the things that keep me up at night are, you know, what's going to happen to in the future if we keep losing qualified teachers in the classroom? That worries me sometimes. So I started this business to see what I can do to help. Um, as a coach and as a mentor, I want to help. I want to do my part to keep teachers in places when they really, really, really want to stay. But, you know, they just lose that fire sometimes. They lose that passion. So that's what I do. And some people go from a practitioner to an entrepreneur when they see something that needs to be righted, a challenge yes. that needs to be fixed. So I'm curious what's standing in your way to make a bigger impact as you're on that mission to develop the business that's on the side? Well, Pat, um, sometimes I, you know, even my clients say things like, I wish everybody could, you know, take your program or get in your program. I'm like, yeah, if you just spread the word and my business has been surviving this long through my word of mouth, but I've got, a, I've gotten a coach here lately because coaches need to be coached sometimes. And he says to me, you know, do five things for, for your business every day, do the things that scare you. And sometimes I don't like to be on social media. I don't like to show my face in um, my ads. I don't like to, you know, uh, uh, you know, ask for a sale or ask, hey, can I help you or call me and I can help you. I don't I don't do things like that, but I've been doing those things here lately because I need exposure. I need people to know what I do and know it just and put my name with what I do. So, you know, I can get more clients and take this thing worldwide, possibly. 
And I ask you, let me rephrase. That's something I think a lot of us face. And I tell people all the time, you got to get out there and run for office. You got to know what you want to do with your life and go out there and tell everyone about it. But not all of us, me included, are super comfortable going out there and doing it. So as you have this challenge of five things that scare you every day, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel and how are you overcoming that? Well, well, it's it's quite scary. Um, so I, you know, just talking to people that I don't know, you and I have, have never met. So it's like, well, I just talk to these people about what I do and will they believe me? And, and just the fear of reject, rejection sometimes takes over. But with this challenge, I have to do it. Like I ha- I'm forcing myself to get this goal done. Five days, five things every day. That's 25 things in, in a week or it's 35 things in a week if I do it every day, including the weekends. So with that, I'm, I have all of these, you know, many successes. And so day by day by day that I've been doing this, I'm getting more confident. And, um, and of course, I'm getting more clients, but I'm also getting more confident. And that, that's the thing I was, that's the, the goal. Have I gotten some like negative comments here and there and some neg- Yes, I have. But you know what? It wasn't that bad. I, th- I, didn't, I didn't think it would be that. I thought it would be more, you know, more uh, aggressive and more uh, hurtful. But it really doesn't hurt me when strangers say things like, well, that doesn't sound like it's going to make money. That doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> so it's like I don't know that person. So it's not that bad. It's, I'm getting over that fear day by day. Does that make sense? Absolutely does. And I would imagine that the results are compounding, that as you get out there more, and you're building more confidence, you're able to do bigger and what would have been more scary things. Can you Mm -hmm. think about something you've done recently that when you started this challenge, you thought, oh, there's no way I'll ever be able to do that. Can you think of anything that sounded overwhelming that now you've built up the confidence to be able to do? Yes, I um, I'm on several different platforms, but Facebook Live, you would never, and I do mean never, catch me doing a Facebook Live. Never. I would never do Facebook Lives. But I've been on Facebook Live every other day for the last two weeks. So I have like five videos out there. Sometimes I have on makeup, sometimes I don't. And I just get out there and I give my opinion. And, you know, again, that fear of rejection thing, people are not going to agree with what I say. But believe it or not, the overwhelming response is, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, even if they don't agree, you know, I, I, I think it should be this thing and not that thing. But it's okay. It's okay. Things that I thought would crush my feelings, they haven't really bothered me that much. But I've been out there and I'm going again tomorrow at five on Facebook Live because that's what I put in my schedule. And that holds me accountable because I have to do it. (laughs) But I've been out there for the last two weeks, Facebook Live every other day, about 15, 20 minutes, giving my opinion about what I think should be done. And believe it or not, it's, it's I get a good response. I absolutely love that. Let's talk about the results then. You said you've gotten some new clients. Can you talk about the progress you've made since you've decided to get out there and tell people about yourself? Yes, I, I picked up about, uh, I see I had one yesterday, about one every day. I get one uh, consultation every day now because free consultation, when you call me and, and order the book, uh, the pre-sale of the book is only $10. My book is only 10 bucks, and I have the audio version already ready. So that's what I'm peddling when I'm on Facebook Live. So I go to this website and get my book. And so when they buy it, I give them a free, you know, 30 minute consultation. And so every single day I've talked to a teacher that I don't know. And they've been uh, yesterday. I talked to a teacher from Madagascar and one from India and one from a couple from the United States and in New York. I've had a lot of New York and New Jersey teachers call me and they're very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> they're very intimidating. That, 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 just their accent alone scares me. But um 
um, I can hold my own though. I, I'm really surprised at myself that I can really hold a conversation with them and, and, and be the expert that I know that I can be, which my clients have been telling me. Your, your advice really is helpful because I, I'm a solution-based coach. They, my, my clients are not allowed to come to me with you know, 30 minutes of complaints. If you don't have a solution, you need to write down a solution. Everything you're complaining about, let's come up with a solution, then let's help, let me help you get a, a resolution to that solution. Let's figure out how we can help you and get it better. Because teachers, just like everybody else, complain about their job. <laughs> we all got something to complain about, oh my God. So I give them 15 minutes. You got 15 minutes to write it down and then you have to have some kind of solution with it. And then we go into the session. Then I start the clock for the session. And that's how I run my, my, uh, my one-to-ones. And then the groups, same thing. You're, you're not allowed to be on the mic complaining about this person, that person, these kids, that kids, those, them. you already know what the pay is. You know, the kids are going to come and they're going to misbehave. You know that, <laughs> you know, the admin has all these, you know, you already know that stuff. So let's figure out ways to fix it and make your day easier. Make your teaching career easier so you can go ahead and get and soar through it. I've, I've survived it. I'm a witness. So I use that as my experience, my, my techniques, my 20 years of, of teaching. I use all of that in my coaching. And um, now I'm sharing it on live. <laughs> Wish me luck. I love it. All right. I love it. So let's do this last thing then. You're inspiring people who are listening to you. You're out there doing stuff scared. You're getting the results. What's your last parting words of wisdom? If someone's thinking, I need to get out there and be more like Kendria, what would you tell someone to do if they wanted to take on five scary things every day? Well, I usually end with a story, but I don't think we have that kind of time, Pat. But I will say at the end of that, the moral of the last story that I was um, thinking about was, you know, that um, the, the richest place in the world is the cemetery because people have taken their ideas and their gifts and their talents with them to the grave. I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to do that. So that's the, the guiding fear for me. Like I, I'm more afraid of the person that I could be. I don't want to run into that person that I could have been and be disappoint her. So I'd rather be able to say to her high five and say, I did that. I did it. I did it scared, but I did it. I didn't, didn't get any clients that day, but I did it. Or I didn't make any money doing that, but I, at least I tried to do it. So I don't want to take my gifts. Don't take your gifts and your talents to the grave. Just get out there and try. Get out there and try. And, you know, the worst thing that anybody can say is no. And you can survive that. It's okay. You can survive that. You've heard no before. I've heard no before. Pat, you've heard no before. Yes. So we, we, yes. we can survive it. We can survive it. So get out there and just do, do the thing that you know that you, only you can do and share that with the world because there's too many of us holding on to our gifts. And I don't want to take that to my grave with me. A great conversation with Kendria. Thank you so much for coming on. Up next, time for another celebration. Enoch Leffingwell is our guest. Enoch, thank you for coming on the show. I want everyone to know all about you. Tell us who you are, what you do, and then we'll hear your small business celebration. Absolutely. My name is Enoch Leffingwell, and I coach authors, speakers, coaches, and other high-level entrepreneurs how they can craft how they can get paid a premium for their advice by crafting a signature speech that they could use on multiple different platforms without losing its power of persuasion. That is something everyone needs, especially people that have something to say to have that mentor or coach riding shotgun. And I want to come back to that in a second, but you have a small business celebration. We love small business celebrations around here. So what do you have to celebrate? Tell us something good. 
Absolutely. I am excited to celebrate uh, a new best-selling book that just came out. I want a mentor. Now, what do I do? Available on Amazon now. I was trying to publish the book for maybe like two years and I was doing it on my own. I heard a presentation um, from James Malinchuk and he was saying how simple it is to publish a book. I'm like, no way, it can't be that simple. And I'm like, he made it sound so, so easy. I went home and I tried doing it on my own for like eight months. And I just couldn't really get it off the ground. And I'm like, all right, I, the first time I passed on his training and I decided to go for it. And then after hiring a best-selling book mentor, I was able to see the process and understand the steps. And then within like two weeks, I had the book finished and and uh, ready to go. And then it got to bestseller in no time. And I'm like, oh, the difference between struggling and succeeding is having a mentor who's been where I want to go and can show me the steps. And that was that was awesome. So now I'm a best-selling author on a subject that I absolutely love and every speaker, author, and coach could have value by finding the right mentor that we could acquire skills and go get our message to the world. So that's my celebration. And I'm really excited about that. Uh, congratulations. That's incredible. And I think you're exactly right. Mentors and guides can make that kind of difference. Reflecting back on the process now, what did they unlock in you or how did they change your perspective that allowed you to complete the book in just two weeks? To be honest, a lot of it, a lot of the steps I was familiar with, the big thing that I got was when you have a mentor that's showing not only believing that you can do it, but is giving you so many different examples because when you have a mentor, they have greater experience. They have more stories that have been stacked in their life. And the community, being a part of a group where everybody's going in the same direction and just showing all their wins in like a Facebook group or uh, just knowing that, that we're going in the same direction, same vision, same dream, that's super encouraging. And I remember there's this one uh, person who... Um, one person who, who got her best-selling book out there and she was just sharing like, I did it this morning, right at the beginning of the training. I'm like, what, you can do it like that simple? And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna follow Katie's lead. And um, my coach said, you can even start selling your book on Amazon before you even have it written. I was like, no way, you can? So I'm just a kind of like ready, fire, aim kind of guy because I realized <laughs> like, let's, let's go and figure, let's do something and do something better. And so I actually published my book before I had the manuscript finished and it was still in like editing phase and people were starting to buy it. And I was like, okay, now there is like serious consequences for me to get it done. Like I have to get it done by this date. And the way Amazon works is if they tell you, uh, you tell them what date you'll have the manuscript finished. And if you don't get it by that date, then the consequences, you can't publish on Amazon for tw 12 months after that. So I'm like, all right, this there's absolute requirement that I get this manuscript finished by this date so I could publish it when I said I would. And I, I believe that those consequences is really key where if, and especially if it's external consequences that I can't just like say, yeah, well, I was going to do that to myself, but now I'm not going to do it. But I think that made a huge difference of just having that hard, fast deadline. I think I believe distant deadlines discourage action. So by being able to put in the work and model and mentor, it really made a huge difference. Wow. Distant 
deadlines discourage action. That is a terrific line. And I want to ask one more question about the mentoring. Was it a lack of knowledge or a lack of confidence that they supplied to you? The a lack of knowledge or lack of confidence, I, I suppose it, it was a lack of confidence in, in the process. Well, I think a lot of it was just seeing the process as being more complex than it really was. It really <clears throat> simplified it in my perception. And they did that a lot with stories. Um, the stories of uh, success stories of other students or other examples of people and how simple they've been able to do it. It's the same steps I was familiar with, but I believe I was overcomplicating the process in my mind. And that made a big difference because I believe complexity is the enemy of execution. And as long as we as entrepreneurs and speakers or communicators have our process to be really complex, then it, it's, it paralyzes us because a confused mind is a paralyzed mind and a confused mind always says no. So I was saying no to that vision, even though my dream was here, but my beliefs were here. So as long as there's that gap, I couldn't reach that ceiling. And what's really powerful about a mentor is they take the complexity of whatever the goal or desire or dream that we have, and then they simplify it in our minds to make it so much easier to just say yes and take action that breeds clarity. I love this. Your conversation stacked with Kendria's conversation. She's talking about doing it scared. You're talking about keeping it simple. I mean, we're getting some stuff done today. And what's exciting yeah. is that we're going to link directly to your book inside the show notes. It's an inspirational call. Enoch, thanks for calling in today, man. I really appreciate it. Sure. Thanks to Enoch and to Kendria for coming on The Pat Miller Show. We are not done. In fact, we're getting a little meta coming up. We're going to have a podcaster on my podcast talking about his podcast and the success of his podcast <laughs> and his book. Dave Melinda from the Positive Polarity Podcast. That's a lot of peas. He's standing by. We will hear from him next after this on The Pat Miller Show. Running a small business is lonely and hard. I mean, we know that, right? But did you know it doesn't have to be? Stop networking and start connecting with other entrepreneurs on the small business journey in the Idea Collective Small Business Incubator. In this exclusive worldwide community, we're sharing information, we're brainstorming together, and we're supporting each other through the highs and the lows of building your small business. Learn more about the group and get the feel of this show 24-7 in your small business. Visit ideacollectiveincubator.com. That's ideacollectiveincubator.com. Remember, it's your dream. Don't grow it alone. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, a show built just for you the small business owner that's working hard to build your dream. Now, the show grows when you help us out. We needed to do something, right? Because we need more people involved in this conversation so we can celebrate what small business owners and solopreneurs are doing to build their dreams. We want you to rate and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Wherever you get the show, use whatever tools they have available to comment, give us 19 stars, whatever it is, just do it. But most of all, we want you to subscribe to the show, and when you're ready, come on the show. 
You might have a question that someone needs to know the answer to, and you may have a small business celebration we can all learn from. Hit up patmillershow.com. That's patmillershow.com. The link is in the show notes, of course, and we would love to have you on the air. One more small business celebration for this episode. Let's welcome in Dave Melinda from the Positive Polarity Podcast. Dave, great to see you. Tell us who you are, what you do, and then we'll hear your celebration. You know what, Pat? The only thing that matters is I'm a follower of you. So once people know that, then you know what? Everything else just falls right into place. So if you're not following Pat right now, shame on you. You know, that's what my grandma would say. Shame on you. So... Great to be here. Thanks. Thanks for letting me hang out with you. I appreciate that. But I do want to know about the podcast and what you do. Everyone else has to get up to speed on Dave. So tell us Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, Positive Polarity is my uh, company. I founded actually 10 years ago, which we're going to celebrate this month. So that's a celebration, which is fantastic. And uh, business coach, I uh, do sales coaching as well. And, uh, you know, there's just, we're so good at what we do as an entrepreneur, Pat, that we sometimes need somebody to come alongside us and help us with a sales issue, a marketing issue, a team issue. You know, that's really what coaches do. And that's that's what I've been honored to be able to do for the last 10 years. 10 years, man. 10 know, right? years. Can you look back to the beginning now and think about some of the things that you learned along the way? Like, what are some of the big takeaways that allowed you to make it 10 years? Yeah, you know, what's amazing. I just thought about this the other day. And you guys were talking about it on one of the shows that I was just listening to you're talking about niche down, niche down, niche down. And I'm actually the opposite. And so for anybody that doesn't like niching down, come hang out with me. Because, you know, I did the opposite. I, I found out in my disc assessment early on that I get bored really easy. And so I was trying to niche down and I got really bored. So I just want to encourage people, if you don't feel like that niche down sits well in your soul, um, you don't have to do it. Everybody says you have to do it. And I'm here to say that I didn't do it. I mean, I've done some crazy things in the last 10 years, you know, most of them legal. But, you know, it's just one of those things that I can't imagine doing the same thing day in and day out. So if that doesn't excite you, find something that does is kind of what my 10 years have taught me. Can't argue with the results 10 years in. Congratulations. So what's Thank on your you. mind today? Is there something that you want to kick around? Something we can brainstorm? Yeah, well, I want to celebrate the 10 years of that. Uh, Positive Polarity has been in business 10 years. So again, that's that's an awesome celebration. And actually, the cool part is, is like you mentioned, you are a fantastic guest on the Positive Polarity podcast, and we had a lot of fun uh, kicking around different topics, but we recently got within 5%, we're, we're in the top 5% of all the business podcasts worldwide, according to Listen Notes. So after 120 episodes now, uh, we're in that top five. So now we're working to get up into the top three and the top 2%. So I want to get in that rarefied air of Pat Miller so that I can <laughs> stop looking at you from below and at least have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you. Well, I don't think any of that is accurate, but I appreciate speechless. that. I can't believe it. He's speechless. No, today. that's that's uh, not not accurate at all. But I appreciate well, the confidence. Absolutely. So, so I am working on my next book, and it's about business blind spots. And that was really the question that I had for you, Pat. Was you know, I mean, business blind spots is such a difficult topic, and so I'm doing a 
uh, business fable about a company and uh, it's coming together really well. But I'm just asking as many people as I can, and I really value your opinion. I mean, how do you handle your blind spots? And it's so hard. We don't know we have them sometimes. So I was just curious how you, you know, Pat Miller handle business blind spots for, for your companies that you're involved with. I don't handle them well enough. And I don't think a lot of us handle them well enough because I don't think that we equate uh, the warning signs with our blind spots. Right. And I'm sure as someone that's literally writing a book on it, you could teach us all about this. But when I think about blind spots, what I'm learning over time is that my blind spots are usually where there's smoke, friction, delay, um, deliberation. When I put something off, that's when there's probably a reason why I'm not jumping on it. And it's probably sure. because I'm not very good at it. And I don't want yeah. to either admit or I don't know that it's a blind spot. So right. I, when it comes to blind spots in my business, I think that's what leads me towards them. Am I connecting that correctly? That those are the mm -hmm. feelings I have when it leads to something I'm not really good at and I don't want to admit it? Yeah, and it's kind of funny because you bring up a great word, smoke. Usually where there's smoke, there's fire. Well, we can also equate smoke to I'm burning my tires because I'm going so fast, and that's a good thing to some people. So, you know, even the warning signs can be misconstrued. So that's why, you know, I always laugh at like Charles Barkley and his golf swing. <laughs> you know, I mean, it feels probably really normal to him until he sees it on video, right? And that's where it's like, man, I wish we could video our life somehow where we're able to look and go, did I really just say that? Did I really just do that? You know, and uh, I'm learning this with my wife and trying to find ways to improve our marriage that way. But from a <laughs> business perspective, I'm just at that spot where I'm gathering a ton of people's feedback on blind spots and you were a guy that I highly esteem. So I really wanted to understand it. And I think that's a cool way to look at it is don't wait until it becomes something out of control. You know, so what warning signs are there is basically what I heard you say. So I, I if that's accurate, if that's what you're trying to say, it's fantastic. That's really great advice. And hopefully people listening will be able to look and see what blind spots you know, did they have and maybe look back and see where that actually started? I would think the most paralyzing blind spots would be the ones that we can push through. If you said to me, do the SEO on your website, I have no idea. I wouldn't even know how I would outsource right. that. But right. the more evil ones would be, hey, do this thing that you know enough to be dangerous about. And it would take you a right. long time and you'd get frustrated while you do it. Like, right. I know enough to be bad at it and think that I'm responsible for it, as opposed to something I have no knowledge of whatsoever. When right. you're writing this book and you're talking to entrepreneurs, what else should we be thinking about to identify our blind spots and avoid them? Sure. Well, and it's funny because you, if you look, I'm guessing again that, that um, Charles Barkley doesn't know that he has this glitch in his swing. And so he has to ask people around him. And that's what I always encourage entrepreneurs. And that's quite frankly, what I do for people is I help them with that blind spot. So number one, if you don't, if you've never asked, find somebody you trust, 
you know, whether it's a coworker, whether it's, you know, a business owner, whatever, a coach, whatever, find somebody that you can really trust and ask them, you know, how is my business? What is it, you know, what, from an outsider's perspective, you know, what do you see? And, you know, ask your customers. I mean, nothing better than asking your customers, what blind spots do I have as a business? Because they'll be very open and quick to point them out. Um, I would suggest that you have pretty thick skin because when someone says you don't do this very well, our natural <laughs> tendency, Pat, is to just, you know, either run away or we, you know, retaliate and say, I do it awesome. You know, you suck, <laughs> not me. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just kind of human nature. And so th there's there's some prep work in in kind of getting to know yourself before you just jump in. But I would be just surrounding myself with people. And I do. I surround myself with people that want to say, hey, do you know you do this? And, and those words are so powerful. And I've at least learned not to, you know, try and reciprocate. I've turned, I've learned to say, hey, thanks for sharing that. Tell me more. Let's understand that. And that tends to be where that blind spot will become, you know, visible. And then at that point, hopefully we start fixing it. That's what makes blind spots so dangerous. Usually right. it's something we're not very good at and we know yeah. it. And when we open ourselves up to the criticism, it stings. So how right. do you coach people to handle the how do you coach people to handle the critical information that people give back to you when you're the one that's asking for it? You know right. you're going to get bad news. No one yep. wants to do that, but we know it's coming. How do you coach people to be ready to handle that feedback which can be a gift? Well, the damage, the bad people hire yes men or yes women, and they say, oh, my gosh, everything's great here. So, you know, that's the, that's one of the warning signs is if everybody's saying it's great here, there's a, a different issue. But you have to really be able to say to yourself, I have to find a way to make this non-emotional. This is not somebody that is going to is here to hurt my feelings. They're here to help. And if we look at a complaint from a customer as a gift, or we look at it as an interruption in my day, that's a, you know, that's really a big difference. When someone calls me and says, Hey, I wish you could do this better. I'm like, man, thank you for sharing that. Now it's not always easy. And it might always not always be right, Pat. That's the other thing, right? But it's their perception. So we have to look at this as somebody's perception and I want their feedback. So if you're not in the, in the mood or used to getting feedback, start with simple feedback, you know, simple, non-threatening feedback, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, how's my, you know, how's my marketing campaign or what is, you know, start with some really simple, you know, low hanging fruit. That's just very, um, you know, not very attacking and not very, it's not going to hurt me and start there because man, if we start talking about your family, you know, everybody seems to get very protective yeah. of that. So find some non-threatening topics is a great place to start. We've had a lot of conversations about books today. Our first two guests talked about books they've written. You're yeah. working on it as well. Yep. How did you find the process? Are you, do you enjoy writing books? Is it uh, something that comes to you naturally? Or what has 
been difficult as you've gone through the process? Sure. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a writer. I'm an author, so I have these ideas, and then I have a I cha- my challenge is converting them into words. So when I when I wrote Growing on Purpose, I I, I co-wrote it with Re- Reggie LaBerge so that she could help me with that process. And now the second one I'm writing, the challenge is is a as a business fable. There's characters involved. So now I have to fill out these characters. Mm. So it's like, that's really a challenge. So, you know, I, I love to come up with the story. So the story's fun, but how each person interacts with each person. I mean, in your office, you know, different people interact differently. And if you don't understand that and you don't fill that out properly, then you're missing some, especially from a blind spot perspective, which is what the book is about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's paying extra attention to that. So that's been a huge learning curve for me along the way. When can we expect the book? Is it done or oh when will gosh, it be done? I wish I knew. <laughs> Life gets in the way, Pat. So that's what I was going to say. Can you just write it for me? I'll tell you about you know. <laughs> I'll be happy to hang out with you for an afternoon. We'll get on a pontoon boat and I'll just start talking and you can just write it and mm-hmm. then we'll be done. So it'll be done this year. It's just, uh, you know, we're going to get it done and we're going to get it done. We just are. I'm 20% done. I got the tough part done. But uh, it's just I, I, now I have to f- just flush out some stuff. So you had me at pontoon. I'm see? excited for you writing the book. Dave Melinda, Positive go. Polarity. Great to see you again. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Thanks again, Dave, for coming on. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Pat Miller Show. Three entrepreneurs on the show this week three small business celebrations and I just feel all good. We just did nothing but talk about good stuff today. So Enoch and Kendria and Dave, thank you for spreading the good vibes and congratulations on all your success. Okay, so are you ready? You're going to head to patmillershow.com and come talk to me? Come on, baby, let's go. I want to solve one of your problems. I want to help you think bigger or I want to celebrate and collaborate with you patmillershow.com is the website. I'm Pat Miller, the idea coach. I'm here to help you build your small business dream. Remember, it's your dream. Don't grow it alone. Earlier in the episode, we talked with Kendria Johnson, who is helping teachers stay in the industry and fight burnout. So Kendria, when did you make the switch from teaching teachers to helping them stay in the business like how did this transform into your own business on the side if you will oh yes that's it's a it's a loaded question but i'll 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 make it try to uh, sum it up for you 13 years i've been a mentor teacher i was always that teacher they would stick the new teachers in my room and say, okay, follow Miss Johnson. She's, you know, she's good. <laughs> you know that. So, and then I wouldn't get paid for that. I wasn't getting paid for that. Pat, I wasn't getting paid for that. So three years ago, before, right before the pandemic, I decided to monetize this thing and try to get, you know, people on the side. People were always calling me at 10 o'clock at night and saying, I'm just, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I can't make it, these kids. So I was always that teacher. So I just figured out a way and I talked to some coaches. I got coached and mentored into turning this into a business. And when people need your services, they don't care who it's from and they need your help, but they just want you to throw them a lifeline. So that's how it started. And now it's just growing and growing and growing is the more I speak about it. And then the book came about because I wrote down my experience with burnout. I wrote down my story with burnout and um, how if I can make it through, 
even though I was, you know, every year, I think for four years straight, I kept saying, this is my last year. I think I said that for four years straight. So if I can change my mindset, I had it a reset of my mindset. If I can change my mindset and do these little simple things that I write down, there's six simple things in my, in my program that you can do um, that help you change and reset everything and stop depending on other people to fix it for you or waiting for the educational field to be better. You got to be better. It's not going to get better because it gets better. It's going to get better because you get better, right? Um, so I think that it's it, it's it's a, it's a really loaded thing. So I want to I want to make sure that I'm not giving away my talent. I don't mind helping. <laughs> I don't mind helping. However, however, I do have bills, and I have a family to take care of back home. So you know, when I figured out a way, when people started to give me money to do what I do, oh, I love it. That makes me better. It's like I don't even work. It's not even work to me. It almost feels embarrassed to take their money, but I have to because that's my time. So if I, the thing that I want to teach, I have to practice. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I, I, think have, I, tell them that, I tell these teachers that they're valuable and that their time is valuable, then I have to practice that and say my time is valuable as well. So for this simple fee, I will sit with you once a week and we can work out all your problems with you. So... Yeah, that's all started. I think a lot of people end up in their own entrepreneurial career because they realize they're giving away their talent and they need to be compensated. What is the name of the book and what was the process like of writing the book? Because some people have something to say, but they're intimidated by the book writing process. How did you find that? Um, this is my second book. So the first book was the harder book. So I, I would say with someone listening, if you have a book inside of you and it's, I know it's hard to let it, but it's almost like letting, releasing a baby, let it go. I held onto that first book for five years before I published it. It was my memoirs. Finally let it go. And now I'm like, okay, I can do two more of those. So now this book was a lot easier because of that first book, but that process is hard only because it's not what you have to say. Cause you got that down. Everybody who's writing a book or knows what has a book up here in their heart and their mind, they got it. It's just letting it go to the universe, letting other people read your thoughts and your viewpoint about something. Mine was my secrets as a child growing up and all the things that were going on in my head. I had a hard time letting that go. And again, that fear of rejection pops in and you're like, what if they don't like it? What if I offend somebody with my opinion? Let it go. Release it. Release it. Go. In it. You have it in you. Release again and going back to those gifts that you're taking with you. Don't let it go. If you have something in your heart and you want to say, write it down, put it to paper. I'm way better writer than I am a speaker. I'm way better at writing and writing my thoughts down than I was at speaking. But now I'm good at both. I can write my thoughts down in a book and I can sit, stand in front of a stage and say, hey, my name is Kendria Johnson and I'm, I'm a teacher coach and I'm, you know, that kind of thing. So that process is not difficult for people who like to write. It's, the, it's letting it go to the universe, letting somebody like you, Pat, read my book. <laughs> that's, a, that's scary because I'm like, he doesn't like it. What if he doesn't agree with something in there? You have to be you know, fearless in that, in that aspect. So, Absolutely love it. And this was a great call. I'm so glad we had the chance to meet today. Kendria Johnson, thank you so much for calling in. I love it when we have small business celebrations on the show. Enoch Leffingwell called in and told us about the new book that he wrote. And we spent a lot of the time talking about the mentorship and the process of getting the book out on the market. But I want to do spend, but I want to spend some more time on the book and, you know, how he coaches people as well. So let's talk about the book first. Tell us about the book and what's inside of it. Yeah, the book is called I Want to Mentor. Now What Do I Do? 
And my book is about how to meet master mentors, how to maximize the mentorship relationships we have, and how to master any skill in half the time through having the right mentor. And the book is for authors, speakers, coaches, and other high-level entrepreneurs who are looking to acquire high-income skills that they could then use for their business to go impact the world with their message. In general, what is the hardest part about finding that right master mentor, the thing that trips people up when they're either unaware that they should be searching for help or they're out there searching for help and they just can't get matched with the right person? Yeah, that's a great question. In fact, that's a question I often get on my website, enochleffingwell.com, emailed to me. And the way I answer that is, in finding a mentor is there's there's really five steps to accomplishing anything that you want and this concept i teach in my book is number one decide exactly what you want to do exactly what you want the result you want a lot of people are unclear they're uncertain it's fuzzy and fuzzy targets don't get hit so first we got to decide exactly what we want number two is find someone who has the results that you want a lot of times people take advice from people who don't have the results that they want, and that makes it very difficult. And number three is to pay them whatever they charge to find out what they do, whether that's paying in time or whether that's paying in money. If you pay for, if you pay in time, it's gonna, um, it, it's going to, if you, if you pay with, with money, it'll save you time. But if you pay with, with time, it's going to, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take longer. And um, four is to do exactly what they do. And number five is continue until you have the results that you want. So if you miss any of those five steps, it's going to make it a challenge. Sounds like a guide, play by play, step by step to get to that mentor who's been there before and can show you the way. Talk to me about what you do for speakers and coaches as their guide and mentor. What does the business look like? Yeah, so my business, I have I have uh, online training courses and I do coaching for for people who have a message and they want to get it out. I also have um, implementation workshop that I help people to really refine their message. You know how a lot of people they finish courses, go to seminars, read books, and they're like, ah, oh, so much information overwhelmed. They're not sure what do I do now? What do I do with all this information? Well, what I do is I help people to take three years of trying to do it all on your own, and we do it in three days at our implementation workshop, getting really clear on the messaging and, and how to position yourself as an expert or the go-to person in your industry. And we, we have breakthroughs at these um, implementation workshops, and um, people who are interested in, in being mentored, they can go to mentormeenic.com and um, apply for a clarity call, see where you're at, where do you want to be, and let's see what are some strategies that could help you to bridge the gap. I love your messaging. And right now someone's listening to this. They're going to connect with you and you're going to change their life. I think that's incredible. Enoch, it's great to meet you. Thank you for calling in today. I appreciate it. You as well, Pat. Earlier, we talked with Dave Melinda from Positive Polarity about the book that he's writing about blind spots, but that's not his first rodeo and he's been coaching for 10 years, which again, let's go back to that. Congratulations, 10 years in business, quite the accomplishment. If someone doesn't know about the practice, about the coaching that you do, sure. what kind of coaching do you provide people and who do you like to work with? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have three parts of our business. We have the product or service that we sell. We have the team and we have the customer. And my focus at Positive Polarity is really on improving the customer's experience and strengthening the team. And if you do both of those in unison, profit is an automatic. So that's what growing on purpose was about. That's why it became a number one Amazon bestseller was because that concept is really uh, the hot topic right now is finding ways to improve your customer's experience and strengthen your team. And if you don't do them both together, uh, you know, we all as consumers have been in a spot where we're, we're getting waited on or getting talked to on the phone by somebody that's not at all interested in, in my experience. They're trying to get off the phone as quick as possible. They're trying to get me out of the drive through as quick as possible, whatever it is. So I really focus on those two areas of, of people's business. I've seen a lot of content on customer experience, but not as much on team development. Employers seem right. to almost be treating their employees with disdain that they don't want to work and I can't find the right people in my culture this. And it seems as though people are down on the idea of developing their team. How important right. is that and how transformational can it be if you really invest in your people? Well, I tell you what, that's a great question, Pat. And Motorola did a great study just on the sales training aspect. And they basically did a study that showed for every dollar that they invested in their team from a sales training perspective, the company got $19 back. Okay, so for people listening, you know, if I told you that every dollar you gave me, I'm going to give you 19 back, how many dollars would you give me? I mean, <laughs> you know, it, and that's just one study from one area. So I don't want to blow that out of proportion. There's many studies that show more you develop your team, you know what, the more the customer buys. I mean, that's really the end result is that if you're in a customer uh, heavy which again, who doesn't have customers, right? Somewhere along the line, we're involved with a customer. So, you know, there is a lot of research done that shows how the investment in your team will pay back with engaged team, engaged in, uh, in an engaged customer. And those two together are a pretty lethal connection. So how does someone work with you one-on-one -on -one, in groups? How do you like to do it? Yeah, we do it both ways. I do a lot of disc work for the team building and for the team uh, development. So whether we're doing it in, in a group or we're doing it one on one, it's really up to the individual company trying to understand what the goal is, is we, I look at it from the end in mind, what do you want to look like in a month, a year, whatever, and then we work our way backwards and, and do it that way. Sounds great. Good luck on the new book, Dave Melinda, Positive Polarity. Thanks for coming on, man. Great to see you again. Thank you, sir. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of this show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.